Welcome to Talk 30 to Me, a show where we talk about the perspective of 30-somethings on life. My kid is an asshole. Love. Did I tell you about the girl? twice in a week. And the never-ending pursuit of fulfillment. My name is Anthony, but most people just call me Turd. And I'm Randy Z. Let's start the show. All right, so we're here today with our guest, John. And you know what? Let's get into it. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, uh, and what brings you here today to talk 30 to me, to talk with the good sirs, Turg and Randy Z. Well, I am here today. Uh, well, first of all, I'll just say uh, I'm an attorney from the Bay Area. Went to college with uh, both of you guys, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I think we might have... I used to party at your house. I didn't, I didn't really know you back then, but uh, but yeah. So um, I'm just I'm just here to talk about that balance between, you know, figuring out your purpose and passion and and trying to reconcile the two. So um, yeah. So what I forgot to say is John is also a writer, and we reconnected. We we were we we're friends in undergrad, and then we reconnected over music, and he was doing some writing. Are you writing for other artists or for yourself? Not just for myself and just just doing a little rapping, a little writing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and like everybody doing a little else managing too. Oh, yeah, eventually. Yeah, I did. It's a lot. Typical millennial, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. I, we, we are millennials, right? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, we are. <laughs> oh, no, like I just, a bit I just turned 34 crisis. and now I'm, I'm yeah. just getting a little confused about yeah. exactly how old I really am and if I, if I really do fit in with... Somebody's, we uh, we are kind of on the fringe, yeah. so we're kind of like hybridized Xers, uh, Gen Xers, and Millennials. But I think we more we we identify in from what I've heard so far as uh, from you as Millennials yeah. for the most part. I yeah. mean, eighty to eighty two is that cusp. After eighty two, we're definitely Millennial. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to ask you about. So you went you went a very traditional route, right? You went to undergrad, you went to law school, right? You're practicing law. Um, was that always the plan for you? Going the traditional route was always the plan. Being an attorney wasn't always the plan. I think when I was in high school, I think I had my mind set on getting an MBA. Mm. My, 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 my parents put me in. I was in an outreach program through UC Berkeley. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was called Young Entrepreneurs at Haas, and it was for minority students in the Bay Area community. Oh, um, yeah, and... Uh, so put kids on track to to get an MBA eventually. So I I came to UCR and I took my first accounting class and I was like, nah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I'm, not, I'm not trying to do that. And so then I spent the first two years of college trying to figure out exactly what I wanted to do. And by chance, kind of I don't want to say fell into, but I, I ended up choosing law. And uh, but I didn't want to. I already took so many classes. I don't want to switch majors. So I I ended up graduating a business econ degree, and then going to law school. But at that time, you know, I was in, I was doing music, you know, mm-hmm. and I was, I, I was battle rapping, you know, I was. Were you really? Yeah, I won a, I, I'll never forget, um, I don't know if it was junior year or senior year at UCR, I was in Rosarito. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back when it was really easy to cross that border. Yeah, right. um, we were in Rosarito for spring break. That was like a big, um, a big spring break, like. You know, the throwback MTV style where yeah, you're on the beach yeah, and yeah, they have yeah, the yeah, wet yeah. t-shirt contests yeah. and all that type of stuff. So we're on the beach. It's hundreds of people. And they, um, they, they, they there's a radio station sponsoring and they're having a, a battle and they wanted to get people from the crowd. And um, my friends, 
you know, hype me up. They called the dude with the tequila over, <laughs> you know, with the whistle. Yeah, exactly. Drink. I got on stage. That's the Jamaican horn. That's not the whistle. No, it's a whistle. They use a whistle. Yeah, I think it's a whistle. No, I said what you did. Oh, the okay, whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Anyways, long story short, I just I got on stage. I didn't know what I was. I'd never been on stage before, and uh, but I, I had done. I had lost some battles and <laughs> battles before, but uh, so I got on stage and we were going. Um, I, I think I went through I, I, the first round. I went against some dude, then I, I beat him. I, I, and I was like, "What's going on?" I went to the next next round. I beat the second dude. I was like, "What the fuck? What's going on?" Third round, um, I started feeling myself a little bit. <laughs> I'll never forget this. And um, uh, I, I won that one. Final round was against this dude who was a rapper. I'd seen him selling his CDs, and I was like, "Yo, this dude's real good." Got nervous, so we going head to head. And then before we started, I just remember I, I, I said I said to the DJ, I was like, cut the beat, cut the beat. And they looking at me like, what's this dude talking about? And I just said, I said, everybody on the motherfucking beach, put your motherfucking hands in the air. You know what I'm saying? So everybody put their hands in the air. Now I was just like, make money, money, make money, money. And I did the call and response. I don't know what I was doing. But I was just got I just got possessed. I I don't know. But um it was just really fun. And I ended up uh they they ended up calling it a tie. We won like and this is gonna date it. Uh, we won. We 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 won backstage passes and tickets to E40 and T Pain and Too Short that were performing um, at some club in Rosarito wow. that night. But um, but yeah. So Dang, you that, went to you had to win the crowd over. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I did. And 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 then. But so this was, was funny. Was afterwards there was some people from UCR I didn't even know, but they they recognized me from campus. They came up to me like, "Oh, you're really good, man. Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't know." Da, da, da. And if I knew what then what I know now. I would have took that as a sign, like, all mm -hmm. right, dog, maybe cultivate this a little bit more. Maybe, maybe you are decent, you know. Maybe, maybe you could explore this a little bit. But it never crossed my mind once, mm. and that's that speaks to the conditioning that I, you know, just I grew up in an immigrant household where anything creative, it, it was not even a thought. Like, there's yeah. no. It was just all about education, especially with my background. I had, you know, I just didn't think about it, and. And uh, I always kind of think back to that moment, like, damn, it was. There were other, there were other moments, other signs that that you know any other person, you know, who maybe didn't have that same sort of, um, you know, the word I, I used the word conditioning again, but maybe didn't have that same condition. May may Mindset. have took that, yeah. yeah. And that's why I really respect artists because it takes a lot of fearlessness to to pursue, you know, you know, creative passions. You know, because I, I I was I didn't have the courage back then, you know, and so um, and then I ended up going to law school and being an attorney and 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 that stuff st stuck with me. Like and that's I, that's the reason why I have this current battle, this constant battle between, you know, the the creative side of me and and the more structured Traditional, traditional, traditional. Yeah. traditional yeah. I didn't know that origin story. That's that's nuts. Yeah. And I think I think the fact that in the final round when it was, I mean, I'd say it was all on the line, but like to win, like you had you got the crowd on your on your side. Like that's ultimately how you 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 win in that kind of scenario. Yeah. That's a hell of a metaphor for life. But then the fact that you just didn't see it. That's I didn't. That's nuts. Completely blind. It's crazy. It's and it's and it's it's kind of sad when I think about it that I didn't even think it didn't even cross my mind back then. Like never, like I we had a I had a friend who was a music major, studio at his disposal, you know, um, on campus, the, you know, the music building, and um, never once, you know, thought about 
exploring that at all. And I was like, I, I just think about my 20 year old self, 19 year old self, like, dude, you're such a punk. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, but now it makes me think like, why didn't I ever bring it up? Because at that point, I think we met, I know we met in summer school, uh, taking a Spanish class. Yeah. Was it a Spanish class? I think I'm pretty I, sure it, it was. It was it was Spanish or I took two classes that summer, Spanish and econ. It was definitely Spanish. Yeah, okay. I took an econ yeah, class. Yeah. Uh, but I was I was working with like three different people that summer, like doing music, and it mm-hmm. never came up. And now I'm frustrated because like that could have been like another. Like, well, I think placement. the deeper point that we're missing here Sorry, is the fact I got, that I got we're uh, that we're overlooking the the fact that you really you overstated this, and for very good reason. It was a cultural mindset, right? Yeah. So you grew up, uh, tell us a little bit about your background. Yeah, um, so I uh, grew up in an East African household. Mom's Ethiopian, dad's <clears throat> Eritrean. They immigrated here back. My, my mom actually, which was unique, she, she came to this country at 16 years old. She actually went to Berkeley High School for her um, junior and senior year. So back in 69, and my dad came in 71, moved to Fresno, um, went to Fresno State to study agriculture, to go back to be a farmer. And uh, Civil War broke out and that never happened. Wow. And he ended up becoming a computer programmer. Wow. You know? <laughs> so it's, it's, a, it's a big it's, shift. That yeah. is a yeah. complete 180. Yeah, like, it that's is. A, you're going from fucking soil to, you know, silicon. Motherboards. Yeah, yeah, motherboards. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Dang, that's nuts. There was, there, was, there, were, uh, there was a lot in between that, a lot, a lot of uh, gas station jobs and a bunch of things like yeah. that. And then he found out. I was coming, and he was like, all right, I got to figure this out. Are you and the oldest? I'm the youngest. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we skipped some things then. That's yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. But no, the, the other guys don't matter. Yeah. But I'm <laughs> the only one from both my parents. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. So I, I, have, I have the first half Mexican, half Eritrean uh, mix. In, no, I'm just joking. I don't well, know. He probably is, but he's got to be. It was in like, my, my dad had my, my oldest brother in 73, and uh, my dad was one of maybe a handful handful of Eritreans in California. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, no, <laughs> he's got to be the first. <laughs> <laughs> so going back to that, I mean, yeah. you, you really hit, you really hit on the fact that that mentality, that mentality carried you carried that mentality rather with you throughout your entire life. And that impacted your decision-making throughout. Yeah. Yeah. So, but looking back on that now and knowing what you know now, why, okay, here's me playing devil advocate. I know, I might know why, you know, yeah. 34, it's hard to start over right now, but right. why don't you try and pursue that? I mean, now more than ever, the accessibility to those kinds of avenues are, is, is great. And, and you know what? That's been part of my, uh, my journey in my 30s, you know? It's always, you know, it what actually was funny is when I went to, to law school, I was in Syracuse. Uh, I went to Syracuse University in the city of Syracuse, which really is... It, they get the most snow in the country. It's a very cold, mm. depressing yeah, it's, uh, it's out place there. to be. It's upstate, yeah, right? Yeah. Upstate, upstate New, New York. York. Rochester, yeah. not, Syracuse. That, yeah. that, those winter times are not, not fun. Oof. And so I actually um, kind of reconnected with music and creating when I was there just because all I did was just kind of study and uh, listen to music. And, and, and I saw that's when I started really getting back into writing and rapping and um, what it is is that what I what I realized is rapping is a uh, is an outlet of mine, and so that never that never went away. So the difference was really just about not necessarily believing I was good enough to pursue it, you know, and not really 
being sure if I really wanted to pursue rap, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think I've gotten to the point where I've kind of narrowed the focus. You know, rapping is an outlet of mine. Writing is a passion. And um, and I'm just trying to, I'm, I'm, I haven't said I'm not pursuing it. I'm just trying to figure that <laughs> uh -oh. part out. Yeah. Uh-oh. I'm just trying to figure it out. So you when know? you debut, it has to be here. Well, no, no, I'm not going to deb debut as a, as a rapper, you know. So um, what would you debut as? I'm just, that's, that's what we're trying, trying to figure, figure out. out. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like I, Rapper I mean, at law. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. But I still make music. You know, I'm still making music, you know, mm -hmm. and um, and I'm still writing. Like it's, at UCR, I was writing short stories and I was, I even, like for our fraternity, like I put on, we had like a, a mini play that I wrote. And, and so I just, I really enjoy creative writing. I've been looking at different options to, to get certificates in, in creative writing, you know, that doesn't require another hundred thousand hundred fifty thousand dollars in student loans yeah. so yeah I'm, I'm 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 trying to figure it all out so i'm I, although i'm an attorney i consider myself an entrepreneur i have my own practice and part of the reason for that decision was to have the flexibility to to be more than just an attorney because i i, I mentioned earlier you know rapping as an outlet writing as a passion but um i do think helping people is a purpose of mine and so i'm still trying to that's why i, I can't completely let go of the attorney aspect yeah just because uh i enjoy it i enjoy helping people and not being able to use that platform to do that and so i just think that i i should and i can or i hope to be able to figure out how to do it all and um we'll we'll see i mean that was my next question is if you could ever see yourself walking away from law but i guess that's your connection to being able to help people at the moment yeah at the moment yeah and i just work too damn hard to just let it go. <laughs> to just let it go. Yeah. That would um, be cool to be like rapper or attorney turned rapper. Like that would be, I think that would be dope. It's like, yeah, I know my shit. I'm smart. Like I got my act together, but I like music, you know? Yeah. You validated yourself. In two realms. In multiple realms, right? Yeah. I just, you know what it is? Is just, I, I, I don't feel comfortable with the title rapper. You know, I don't feel. I feel I, the same I, way. Artiste. Yeah, uh, and writer I, sounds more distinguished. You know. Well, yeah, and what it is is I actually do want to create content on different platforms, like mm -hmm. not necessarily music. Like I, I really don't want to be in in front of a mic. You know, yeah. and I don't I don't want to be out and I I'd, I'd rather be in the background and just you know and just create content mm -hmm. you know quietly. And um, <laughs> and keep the rapping for me, you know, sure. like like it's just a way. Honestly, it's just really at this point, it really is a way for me. I, I don't I don't have a therapist, and I don't really open up to people. Mm -hmm. So that's that's my time to be vulnerable, my time to kind of just release, and it really is an outlet of mine. And so, um, I, yeah. I think there's a lot of um, there's a lot of negative perception or association with being a rapper. And then now I feel like being a rapper in your 30s, for a millennial anyway, right. is uh, not say frowned upon. Cause I mean, you can look at like KRS-One or Jay-Z and these guys are like in their 40s, 50s yeah. that are rapping, but it's, it's very different to be trying to break through in, in your 30s. Right. And and at a certain point, it's just like, it's just a, it's a skill set that I have and it's a, a pastime that I, I enjoy. Right. Uh, but it's not necessarily something you're trying to push forward right and, and I, I don't know if it comes from the idea of like what it is perceived as or how you would feel being you know or what it all comes with being a rapper you know what i mean yeah i you know i i think you kind of touched on it pretty and i guess it's kind of fitting 
you know, the, for your platform, talk talk thirty to me. I, I I think once I once I got well into you know my thirties, I just kind of felt like ah, I'm a little too old to be trying to you know. And maybe that's the wrong way to think about it, you know. Mm. But too that, old to be what taking risks? No, too old to trying to be a rapper, right? It's, it's like a young man. Essentially, though. but yeah, it's essentially taking a risk though, because maybe you didn't have faith in in what you could do, or you felt you were aged out of the market. Yeah. And you know, and that's a fraction of it. But but be completely honest, it's just a, it's not a you know what it is. You know, it's also kind of shaped my perspective on it. Is I did a little bit of music managing, okay. and I just I have no interest in being an artist in the music industry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not it's it's not an appealing uh, environment, you mm-hmm. know, and and journey. Like I'm not that's not what I want to. I don't want to be a part of that that hustle and bustle. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's part of it, and. It's, it's a number of things, but um, I just want to keep, I like the idea of just keeping it light, you mm-hmm. know, and keeping it to myself, but take taking the risk in other places, I guess, with regard to, you know, creating content and, and, and finding a way to, you know, kind of uh, channel those creative interests that I have. Into yeah. something that you can really look and see the fruits of your labor, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. I yeah. think that's kind of what we all want. This is kind of like what why we do this show. Yeah. It's to get ourselves out there and to get people like you kind of mixed into the fray and see, you know, what what is the what is the mindset that we all possess? Because I think there is a lot of commonality between our generation. We just don't we don't vocalize it, and, and a lot of people kind of it comes down to the point where we like to create things. Right. Well, why is our generation so you know so focused on creating things? You know, and it's an interesting kind of it's an interesting question to pose because you in particular now focusing back on this conversation said everything creative and creatively driven was kind of frowned upon. In your upbringing, I was much the same way. I mean, yeah. it, it wasn't necessarily frowned upon. It just wasn't talked about or vocalized. And it was right. it's kind of like, you know, my mom would see a rapper and be like, well, that, you know, talentless hack, whatnot. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it doesn't take anything to, to get anywhere. But in, we know now it does, you know, and it, we know it takes a lot of effort and initiative and f- confidence in yourself, first and foremost, to get there. Definitely. So the question then becomes like, why is it now that you are trying to create? Why are you trying to do all this now? Is it because it was stifled at an early age and now you're trying to trying to bring it back out to channel everything kind of like what you said or, you know, like what have you reflected on that before? Yeah, I, I did. It's just, uh, you know, I, I think that realization that you're talking about happened for me while I was in law school. So, and, and so trying to the reason why it's been taken so it's been a process. Like I, I, I was working, I, I made a mixtape, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that I was working on for like three years. And it's just about trying to figure out how to set aside the time, finding the time to like, to do it, you know, and having the, the resources back then to do it. And, and so it's just been a slow, but it's just what it is, is I just never made, I just haven't really made real time for it. You know, um, I've 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 allotted a small percentage of my time to being able to explore it and maybe create more, but not enough to to have like a finished product to actually feel confident in and to push. Mm-hmm. So, but one one thing I, I I'll never forget I I listened to um you know NPR and <laughs> <laughs> back so back then like this was like 2009 Ira I don't know if you guys know Ira Glass he's yeah. part of Chicago yep. Public Radio yep. he did a whole thing about 
creating. And, and uh, there was this little video that I came across where he was just talking about if you're a creative, the most important thing is volume. Just create as much as you can. Because if you've got good taste, eventually, you know, there's there's initially there's going to be a disconnect between, you know, what you think is good and what you've actually created. Um, but the fact that you know it's not good and you know that there's some place that you're trying to get to is a good sign. It just means you got to keep, you just can't mm -hmm. stop. You just got to keep going until, you know, you reach that level that you're trying to get to. So I, so to go back to your question is part of it was like, I just knew that I wasn't as good as I could or should be. Like I knew what I was creating. It was all right. There's some good stuff in there, but you know, for me to get to that, that point where I, I can actually feel confident and say that, oh, that's good. It's got to be volumes, got to be. And mm -hmm. so, you know, over the last seven, eight years, I've, I've gotten to that point like where now in the last couple of years, I actually feel like, all right, I'm getting much better at this. I'm pretty good. And if I would have just, you know, if I, if I would have dedicated time to it, like I did with school, I would have gotten there much faster. And so, but really it's just volume. So that's where I'm at. I'm just constantly just creating and until I get to that point where what I've created matches what I what my taste is and what, what I think is is good enough. Do you feel like you're ever gonna get to a point where you actually get there? And not in the sense of like you're not gonna keep creating, but if you don't put it out, your your taste is gonna continue to evolve and get more refined mm -hmm. and you're you're still gonna be working to catch up to where your where your taste is and what you're actually putting out. That's, that's that's a good point. Well, that's the struggle that he was referring <laughs> yeah. to, right? Yeah. Because you have to find, you have to offset that feeling with the volume and the volume will eventually get you to where you need to be to where you can finally catch up to where you think you should be. Right. It's, it's a difference between need, need to and want to, mm. right? You can't want to do something and just do it and then say, well, now why am I not famous? Well, people might not like that. Kind of like Jay-Z had to put out, you know, in, in a bunch of bunch of stuff, right? Before he actually made it two to three albums, before he actually caught on, became mainstream. And then he's like, well, this is what I really want to do. And people kept listening to it because they're like, he's already proof of concepted. He's, he's already accepted. And now he could be creative and blow everyone out of the fucking water with whatever he wanted to do and redefine music and whatever he ended up doing, right? In whatever regard. I think that's kind of what you're alluding to, right? Yeah, yeah. And in a sense, I feel like that's kind of what our careers have been up until this point. Just grinding, 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 grinding every day, putting in your time, taking it as much as you can until one day someone gives you that shot and then you could finally... Do what you want to do. My argument to that is that although we look back now and see Jay-Z's first album as a classic, it was, uh, it wasn't, um, it didn't get the acclaim. It didn't get the recognition until three albums later. That's, that's what I'm already, saying. But he, but he had to put albums, it out right. though is what exactly, I'm saying. Exactly. Right? Volume, yeah. Like you could have right? a short story sitting in your head right now that could turn into the next whatever film or whatever novel. But if you don't put it out, it won't get discovered is, is my point. The other right. part of that is having the confidence though, right? Yeah. The confidence in yourself and not to be judging your stuff too critically to just put it out there and say, hey, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'm just going to volume. I'm, I'm just going to flood the shit out. And this is how people like get Drake. And, yeah, well, and you know, sorry. not, not yeah, to name yeah, any names, yeah. but, <laughs> but you know, you know, another thing, one, another factor that's involved as well too, is that I'm also, you know, I'm, I'm also careful 
I try to respect people who are really committed to mm. to the craft to the craft, right? Like whether it's because I, I I know a lot of people who are in LA, you know, gave up everything to pursue screenwriting. I know yeah. people who given up everything to to pursue rapping, music, acting, all those types of things. And and some of them are close friends of mine, right? And so I'm very aware, and maybe it is maybe I'm 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 too concerned about perception and being careful not to disrespect the the sacrifice right. that people have made right, right? i don't want to just be like you know oh, i'm just doing this for doing this for fun and i'm mm. not really serious about it and i'm you know and while while you have people on other on the other hand who are really who've sacrificed right, a lot and are right. really trying to so like until until i've made that decision until i can i can really commit 100 percent Mm-hmm. Or as as close to that as as possible. Then sure. I, I don't. I'm not ever gonna put myself out there and and disrespect you know people who are really putting in work. Yeah. Um, and so. But in order to get that same respect that you give to other people, you need to just try. Yeah, you're right. You and, know? and that's where the you know the commitment issues of being a millennial come into play, mm-hmm. right? And so what that's why I'm trying to do things to put myself in a position to kind of force myself to actually, which is why I've been looking into certificates. Yeah. You know, like. I've, I've I've found like a six week program that, you know, it's a um, like a writing program. Yeah, a workshop that, kind of deal. Yeah, and and part of the program is you've got to you know create you know uh, um, actually have some sort of um, finished product at the end of it or whatever. So I was like, well, if I do that, it'll force me to sit down and put these ideas together and yeah, um, and then have something to get the ball rolling. And then honestly, I've and I forced myself also. I've been I've gone into studio and like a lot of stuff that I've I had written and have just been sitting on, you know I finally started recording them, and yeah so and I'm using those like uh, like I I actually there's a project that I had been working on that called Perpetual Transition, that you know has a, a lot of the songs a lot of the themes in it are ideas for like content that I want to create in the future like actually whether it's through novel form or script form or whatever but they they've got a lot there are a lot of themes in there that that i really want to explore and um turn into you know uh visual content so um just trying to figure it out man yeah Yeah. is is part of the do you ever okay so because you have a it's professional career right like being being an attorney is like is that what it's called like a professional like being a physician is professional yeah do you feel like doing something in the creative arts would take away from your i say validity but like just from credibility the credibility of being like a lawyer at all no um that's well if it if if that is a that's not a concern of mine that's not something that's actually crossed my mind like i i'm, I'm not i'm not concerned well, we'll just about just take that right back let's not yeah. let's not put that out there yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if it does you know that's that's fine whatever mm. I'm, I'm i don't care about that part okay you know? yeah well it's it's just more about just trying to just trying to figure out how to how to reach that balance just you know just like all of us we're just trying to figure out how to be happy yeah and trying to figure out what makes us happy and um and that's that's where i'm at you know and and i just try to i try not to let my age or anything else you know be a be a hindrance or something to discourage me and just try to find that that amount of courage to just just Go do it kind of like kind of yeah. like you know you guys are doing with your podcast you know um Oh, we still don't know what the fuck we're doing. But it doesn't matter. You guys are doing it. <laughs> you, you guys are doing it, though. Volume. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and we have gotten better. But oh yeah, uh, I, 
I am always the type that I just jump in before asking any questions. And he always asks me a million questions. I'm just like, shut up. Let's just do this really quick. Just trust me. Yeah. Um, and so we clash in, in that regard. Right. You know, that's why, I don't know, I guess we kind of clash in this whole conversation with trying to share perspective. But um, but what, what do you guys, do you guys think that there's... Whoa. You, Whoa, we're interviewing oh, you, bro. Bad. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, well, like, do you think passion and purpose are mutually exclusive concepts? Um, <laughs> do we really want to go down that yeah, road? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it really quick. Even though John just gave us the five-minute mark, or the Sankeys gave us the five-minute oh, mark. Oh, my bad. It's, okay. No, it's totally fine. Um, I was like, what's John doing dictating uh, no, times like, over here? This guy. <laughs> He's I'm going to ask a deep question, but you only get five minutes to answer it. <laughs> uh, I'm of the mind that that uh, passion isn't anything to pursue. It is in how you pursue it, right? Like mm. you help people with a passion, right? You're not passionate about helping people. That is just something you care about or an interest that you have. But how you help people is what defines the passion, right? Right. But the purpose could be I want to help people and you do that with passion and vigor or intensity or consistency or whatever other word we want to use to describe it. And I'm of the mindset that you have to be really not necessarily passionate, but you have to be, you have to like what you're doing in order to do it. Right. So from that, from that mindset, if you don't, and this goes in line with my core belief, if you don't like what you're doing, you're not going to succeed in what you're doing whatsoever. Cause you're going to fall out of love with it. 100%. But for the, like the passion and purpose aligning, I think that's kind of uh, been my 33 year struggle. Mm-hmm. Is trying to figure out. Like, I feel like I'm good at a lot of 33 years struggle, this guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm 33. Since she came out the womb. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thinking about this. Day one. <laughs> Fuck. Passion and pr- purpose. And no, but seriously, though, just like if I'm good at something, I'll pursue it and, and hone it, but then I move on to something else. And it's like, right. what well, did I really like it or was it something I was good at and just kind of well, that's, dove that's, into it? Yeah, that's what I sometimes I wonder. What I mean, what if you're really good at something and it's, it's valuable to, to people? Mm-hmm. But it's not necessarily something that you really want yeah. to be doing. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah that's, I haven't I haven't come to that crossroad yet, so yeah. I can't really make that decision. Right. But maybe I have, and I that's just bullshit. Been so you, you're currently about it. at that crossroad now. But I think well, you what can, do you mean? I just, I think you can do Explain. both. Explain. I I don't well, no. know. Yeah, you, I don't think you, you, you can. Do I both. think you can. I don't think you can do both. I do. I, well, I, what, it's gonna come to breaking point. What would it look like to do both? You know, I I hopefully I can show you guys in in about five. Yeah, six years. Years, no months, man. No, Come no. On. no, get, on no, no, no. But what I'm what I'm saying is because I think that, well, actually, the whole concept. Actually, a friend of mine is the one who, like, I have a friend. She's an actress, and she also has a nonprofit jewelry line that, and she's excelling at at both of them, you know. And she she's the one who kind of presented that idea to me first about the whole concept of you know passion and purpose and whether or not it's possible to to be able to 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 do both separately you know and um and she's she has actually an example of that which is why i do think it's possible possible i don't know if it's an anomalous anomaly but um i don't know we're all trying to figure it out man (laughs) that's that's the whole point we have in these conversations that's why to kind of put it out there see what people think so if you really if anything today resonated with our listeners we want to hear from you guys. We want to hear from you guys, those 
people who've been culturally restricted on the creative side who are now trying to figure out what they're trying to do with their lives speak out let us know if you guys are doing something cool something we should know about something we should put out there hit us up let us know what you got going on so we could share it with the rest of our listeners so on that note john if people wanted to learn a little bit more about you can they find you on social media do you want that or do you uh, want to keep yourself kind of low key until you kind of break out on that <laughs> on that creative venture? Yeah, I mean, I I, I have a social media, but I'm not active on it. It's YQuest. If you you find me on there, and it you got to get active. Yeah, now. just just YQuest. Y Q U E S T. It's actually I got a y, YQuest on SoundCloud too. There actually will probably be some stuff on there. You know, in the next as he goes tonight, and he activates everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's dope. Yeah. That's, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So why quest? Yeah. I'll hit that up. And Randy, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me anywhere and everywhere at I am Randy Z. And you can find me at Turg says no on Instagram and Twitter. I'm sorry, I forgot. Okay. Thank you for subscribing to another episode of Talk Thirty Today. We hope you enjoyed and continue to share it with friends. Make sure to stop by our website at talk30tome.com for more content and information about the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. And if you really like what you hear, make sure to leave us an awesome five-star review. So talk 30 to me. I'm Turg. And I'm Randy Z. Brace. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think we might need you to repeat that. The plane that flew over was really loud. Oh, the other now, was that a metaphor or did a plane really fly over? Plane, oh, okay. Plane. <laughs> All right. I'm going to do a, just, just uh, talk for like 10 seconds real quick. Just get your voice down. All right, cool. My name's Jonathan. I'm sitting down with uh, the homies from UCR. Uh, that's John to my right. It's spelled the same name. Uh, is it J-O-H or J-O-H? Uh, short for Jonathan or just John? Your name is Jonathan? <laughs> Did you go to UCR too? Or what's not. the connection here? Uh, me, he, he does, uh, he's actually a keys player and then he works on a lot of early production work and now he helps him with the audio editing. Oh, dope. Yeah, cool. Okay, it's cool. He's <laughs> a great networking site. <laughs> <laughs>